Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Big game coming up this weekend. Redskins, they're a little bit separated from being there, but that doesn't mean that it's not an opportunity to still talk some Washington football. Thank you all for tuning in. This is Hogs Night of Portcast. Brian Stabby alongside Chris Jones. Thank you. Apologize uh, for the voice in advance. A little ah. sick here, but power and thorough. You sound great. We got Brian Hendricks. Uh, happy to be here, boys. Uh, let's talk uh, Super Bowl and skins. And Ned Bot Neil Hendricks. Yeah, happy to happy to be here. Let's let's get it rolling. Yeah, let's jump right in. We got the Super Bowl coming up this weekend. By the time people listen to this, it will have happened. So any, we'll, we'll try and keep the prognostications to a minimum because the only thing that can happen is we'll end up looking stupid if we try to make any guesses or genius. Mm. Patriots by forty. Is that. I, I called it here. You, you called heard, it here. You heard it here. You heard it here first, presumably after that has already happened. Good thing you're not making the lines in Vegas. You heard it two months late. Well, okay. Patriots by 40. Do we have any other bold predictions, <laughs> slightly less bold predictions around the room? I think low scoring. Patriots will win just based off experience. I'm rooting for the Rams, but I think uh, Brady will get it done. I'll say 24-20. P- Pats. Hmm. Chris, what are you thinking? Yeah, it's hard to go against probably the best, I'd say, best quarterback of our generation, maybe of all time. I'm going to go Patriots 31, Rams 24. I think that's a good guess. I mean, I don't I don't think – it kills me because I think the Patriots are also probably going to win. It's just, like, boring. I know. I'm, I'm absolutely rooting for the Rams, but I just feel like they're going to come out flat, and it's just going to be, like, a boring game to start, and then it'll open up a little bit, but – I think the Pat- Patriots are just going to be able to have enough. They're so damn consistent. Yeah. Like, you know they're going to stay steady, and the Rams can either come out really hot or they could come out cold. But you know the Patriots are still going to be there. They're just comfortable in that situation. They've been there. So, I, yeah, I hope the Rams can, can hang and can make it a fun game. To make it sort of Redskins or Redskins adjacent, actually – read this or listened to a podcast that mentioned this really great question. If the Patriots win, do can you stand how insufferable Eagles fans will be? Because the fact that they were the ones who beat the Patriots, if the Patriots can knock off the Rams and the Rams can't like do what the Eagles did, can those people get more annoying than they are already? I don't think that really matters. I mean, they, well, we're they, just we're trying to keep it grounded here. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. I mean, 
I'm sure Eagles fans will be like that, but at the same time, they should understand they didn't get that far That's true. for a reason, and so they can't even throw that into the argument. But they will still. You yeah. know they will. That's but, true. Yeah, I don't think it, it shouldn't be. But they won't have any rings to show Yeah, for it shouldn't be in the same, but they'll be like, last year, remember that? But then you could say, what happened this year? I so. mean, to date. Not as much as this year. To date, the only uh, teams to beat the Patriots in a Super Bowl are NFC East teams. Giants, Giants twice yeah. and the Eagles. So next year's the Redskins year. Root for the Skins. <laughs> yeah, baby. It's, uh, it's, it, it is NFC East, division to look out for. So I guess the, the biggest tie-in between Washington and this Super Bowl is uh, Sean McVay, coach of the Rams, former assistant coach for the Redskins. I don't know. I'm sad. I think there isn't a single person, a Redskins fan, who isn't. It was sad. I mean, they all. Everyone's sad that he's gone. He was. He's obviously taken a team that was kind of middle of the pack, not so hot. They had some pieces, but was able to totally put it together. And they were a last place team not that long ago. And you know, it's hard to say it was just one guy. But when you look and see a former Redskins assistant going and taking his team and getting to the championship, what does that make you feel? What do, what do you think about that? Yeah, you just really wish he could have done that when he was with us. I mean, I don't know if he had the chance to really, but uh, I yeah, I really wish he was able to kind of flourish when when we were with him. And it it sucks. I'm really happy for him. It's it's great. Oh, yeah. It's Absolutely. great that he was able to do it so quickly. And for how young he is, it's it's insane. Yeah, it, it's just a shame he didn't have a, a bigger leash when he was here. Because you see the kind of plays. I don't think he is the. He's not the OC in LA, is he? No, but he is heavily involved in the offense. I mean, he was yeah. given the opportunity to go interview there, so yeah. it wasn't as though he was fired or anything. He was he was he kind of started to shine as a Redskins yeah. coach and got a ton of attention because of some of the progress he was able to make and some of the things you know, he had a lot of shine on him. Yeah, and that was kind of what trajected him to the next level to be able to be a head coach. Yeah. He doesn't fit the system. <laughs> <laughs> um. It, it's a shame that we, we couldn't keep him because watching the game, the Rams were awful to start against the Saints. And I think the turning point of the game, it was fourth and maybe four. And I think it was even worse than that. It was an unpredictable play, but I was feeling like the Rams had to turn something around. So they were going to go for it on fourth. And they ended up doing this and got a big first and ended up putting, I think, just a field goal. But... It was at a point where the Saints were looking to run away with it. I think it was 14 nothing, and the Rams really had nothing to, to to show for at this point. But they converted on this fourth, and you can see they show McVay on the sideline. Like Clearly, he had a big idea that, hey, we need these, these yards right here because we need to get something going to go into the second half. And that's just something that I hardly see from the skins anymore and something – just like a little surprise or creativity and something that I wish we still had. And I think I'm hoping for the future we'll have that again. But, I mean, I'm happy for McVay. And uh, best of luck to him in, in this this week's game. But uh, I do still wish he was a skin or working for the skins. Hate to see you go. Hate to see you leave. I don't know. But best of luck <laughs> to you. <laughs> I mean, it's cool. Anytime you can sort of take credit for and it's not as though – you can fully take credit for, it, but you could you could say that guy got his start here. I mean, he's so young. I mean, he's younger. He's the youngest when, coach in the league. When obviously. did he start with us? How old was he then? Because uh, what is he? What is he now? Uh, 
don't put me on the spot like that. I think that. he's like mid, young, mid-young 30s. I want to say he's like 35. Yeah. 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 I mean, he's, is he younger than Tom Brady? Yeah. I think he's got to be, right? Yeah. Off, coach. Right? Put me in. Seriously. So, I mean, the fact is, I mean, he's he's got to have a long career ahead of him, and we wish him the best both as a former Redskins assistant coach and as the, the coach, Skins head coach who's responsible for beating the Patriots in the Super Bowl. So. Yeah, let's hope so. And so, you know, as we start to approach offseason here, uh, we've heard a couple of things. I mean, the Redskins starting to make some moves on their coaching staff as well. Uh, it's that time of year when there's a bit of a shuffle, coaching carousel, a couple of coaches start to announce their retirements, uh, Coaching staffs trying to satisfy angry front offices or fan bases by saying, all right, we're going to shuffle things up. Redskins, no exception there. Um, Redskins bringing in Rob Ryan this week and kind of do a mixed reception. I don't know. What do you guys think about that move? I think it's probably a good hire. I mean, he has plenty of experience. From what I remember, he likes to play pretty aggressive on the defensive side of the ball, and Mm -hmm. I think that's – Something that we would all like to see more of the Redskins, um, maybe blitz a little bit more, but uh, I still don't think it fixes any of the, you know, outstanding issues that face the Redskins moving forward. So, now Rob Ryan, kind of a guy that, uh, you don't want him as your head coach, but he's one of those ones that people really seem to like as a position coach, kind of one of those players coaches kind of loose, really gels with his guys. He's kind of wacky, right? So you got to be a little bit nuts to be a position coach, especially one for a position like a linebacker's coach. You got Jim Tom Sula, who's coming back, they announced. There was some question as to whether or not he was going to be back in the fold. Although, frankly, the defensive line is the best part of this football team, I think, right now. Uh, so to be able to say you got Jonathan Allen and – Jerome Payne and Matty Anides or Ioannidis. It depends on how Greek you're feeling. <laughs> to come back and then you get a guy behind him in, in Ryan. Uh, that's kind of exciting. We don't know who the linebackers are going to be next year. There's probably going to be some shakeup. So to have someone like like a very established coach and Rob Ryan it could be exciting. Yeah, I think it'll be good to have him. I think it'll get he's shown some emotion on the bench before and I think we kind of need some of that just to, to get the team going in times when they're down and I think he he's shown he can do that and I think it'll it'll help the young guys get into it a little more I think at this point I'm just all pro outside hires uh I want a, some, some fresh looks at this team and, and sure. seeing what, what they can do with the system and uh how they can better this this ship they did um I I actually wanted to touch on something as well as maybe an unintentional consequence or what? not not a consequence but what's that? Well, I thought that some people were thinking that this could give Minuski a little bit of a shorter leash because now he has two established mm. uh, ex defensive coordinators behind him. Um, so they're they're contemplating maybe. Redskins would be quicker to pull the leash on Minuski if he's not performing as well as as he could. That's a good point. I mean, if they have a collapse like they did in the middle of this season on the defensive side, I mean, through the first eight games of the year, I thought that this defense was the best defense man for man we had seen in the Redskins in probably twenty years. Yeah, yeah they I'm, were until until Clinton Dix showed up. I was I was thinking they were 
great. And that was the right move at the time. Yeah. Looked no, I, I was excited about it, but then that, that next week, it, it all kind of just fell apart. Yeah, we were like something to be feared. It was crazy looking – I mean, going through like fantasy. We were a team to pick up. It was the first time I'd ever wanted to pick up the Skins defense for anything. And it was lucky that we could say that, but then, yeah, it somehow fell apart shortly after. And, you know, sometimes the numbers and the talent don't match up. And for a period of time, it felt like that was what was happening. And then it was, what, that Tampa Bay game where they just gave up like five, 500 yards of offense. Atlanta, and still won. They got somehow. destroyed, too. Just totally got worked. And yeah, the Atlanta game was I think that maybe the, there wasn't someone behind Minuski to make him feel that pressure that maybe that this move does kind of light a bit of a spark. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I still don't get how that happened like how we could look so good one week and then the next week or the next couple weeks we were just completely different and yeah no yeah, i guess there was nothing talked about i didn't hear it his job in jeopardy at all no i don't think so and everyone was talking j j j j but really knowing that he was no one was going to get fired in the middle of the season but you're right maybe this does present an option where if god forbid something like that happens again they have another guy in house that they feel can step up and do the job i think the the swearinger incident definitely kind of started a little bit of a fire around his position but they ultimately decided to remove swearinger from the equation so now i think that's still there but i think he he's been he's been given uh i don't know his stay but yeah i think this will definitely be a good test for him and Hey, maybe it'll work. I'm rooting that it works out because I I liked him when he when he was brought on. I thought he was he did a good job with the team, and I think this this could work. But if it doesn't, I think there's no more excuses. And could be a uh, Barry Trotz type situation. Could be. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the fact is, at the end of the day, deep down, I don't think there's any of us who want to see this team be bad anymore. And you know, there's sort of that. Well, maybe they need to be bad to be good. But if we could flip a switch and all of a sudden this is a team that was performing, it wouldn't matter that Dan Snyder's lifting a Lombardi trophy because we would have watched a Super Bowl winning team. I don't think anyone in this room, and I really don't think a lot of people, the majority of people in this fan base are that spiteful that they wouldn't want to see the Redskins win just to spite the owner. But at the same time, you know, you can't just all of a sudden flip a switch. It's, there's no such magic. There's no magic fairy dice. There's a lot of parody in this league, but these types of things don't happen overnight. And hopefully, small moves like this are able to elevate position groups in a way that is able to sort of be the right piece of the puzzle at the right time. Uh, what, what was what else was going on this week? So with the Redskins, Kevin O'Connell was promoted to offensive coordinator. He was previously the quarterback coach. The Redskins feel like Kevin O'Connell is kind of a, a rising star. He's only 33 years old. Yeah. And like we mentioned in the past, like so they, they let a couple of assistant coaches go that they thought were rising stars mm-hmm. like Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, and Matt LaFleur. I think they kind of want to hold on to him. You can see this with a promotion. And they say he may even take over play calling duties. That is something that I think we would all be pretty thrilled about. I would about. absolutely would, not mind. That would be all right with me. I could, I, could, I could do that. I don't think it's a done deal, but they dabbled it. Don't you, they, don't you tease me, Jonesy. Teased it. Yeah, and I thought this was kind of the right move with the rule changes. Recent years, you see 
the league transitioning to an offensive league and and these young coaches are kind of taking over yeah i'd like to see the redskins give him a shot see what he can do and we all know that the offense needs a spark absolutely the redskins i think historically have been an organization where at least under dan snyder the head coaching moves prior to Jay were let's find an old guy and see if he can recapture something that he has done in the past. So it was Marty Schottenheimer, who I think was fired prematurely, but then trying to figure out Steve Spurrier, you know, college guy, change it up, but still older and set in his ways. And then obviously um, Shanahan, Joe Gibbs. So the idea, even with Jay, was a bit of a departure from that. So he was kind of considered to be one of those up-and-coming guys that he actually has gone and spawned between LaFleur, now the head coach for the Packers, Shanahan in, at the 49ers, and McVay, who is in the Super Bowl. So hopefully, it's just a question, I think, of can you hold on to these guys? Are you sure, you get a ton of credit for having been the one that they came from, but that only really goes so far. Yeah, to what they do with it after. Right. They move on. Let's have it be here. Yeah, they need to be... The whole transition. They need to, like, start being part of the solution instead of just a product of the Redskins. First step. Yeah, absolutely. So that'll be really interesting. I'm excited anytime there's a new coach, maybe get us a couple different looks. The Redskins are going to have a ton of question marks at quarterback this year. So having a guy where there's some consistency who is familiar with the position on the team, but then be able to take it to the next level. I think that that is a recipe for success. So hopefully we're able to see that. Yeah. Some people are even saying with this move that the Redskins could be looking quarterback in the first round. Yeah. We'll we'll spend a good amount of time talking draft in the coming weeks. This is going to be a very interesting draft. I would be a liar if I told you I had any concept of what they're thinking or what they're looking to do. Um, Are you a scout for the Skins? <sighs> yeah. Well, I have as much an idea of what they're going to do as what they're going to do. <laughs> Other things looking ahead, what's going on right now? I mean, some of these guys, I don't know. Do you guys follow any of these these players on Instagram or like social media at all? No. I don't, but I see it through other people that I follow that, that work for the Washington Post or Caps Feeds even. But I'm seeing a lot about uh, Geis and his off-season training, and he's looking like he's uh, recovering quite well and on schedule. So that's definitely a good sign and uh, Absolutely. Something, something I think we can all look forward to in the off-season. I want him to take it easy. Just it's the off season. Let's, just, let's have him not play a preseason yeah, game. Let's just maybe. get. <laughs> let's just take it easy and uh, stay healthy. Wrap this guy in bubble wrap. Yeah. It's crazy because as soon as he went down, everyone was just debilitated. And I still don't get that because we have no idea what this kid's capable of. I mean, we we saw what he did in college. Sure, he, yeah, he was a superstar, but it's a totally different game in the NFL. So. It's kind of ridiculous that we're like, oh, our season's shot because this rookie got hurt in the preseason. Like, that's something that I I think we got a little too overhyped about. Um, I'm I'm excited that he's healthy again, and I, I hope he can stay healthy and that this isn't like a lingering injury, something that's going to affect him his whole career. But we still don't know the full extent of his uh, skill, and I'm, I just want to see it on the field. So. And, and it was just something to get excited about because we didn't really have a 
a great running back situation the last couple of years with Fat Rob and uh, P. Ryan. P. Ryan's still new to it, but they didn't really show too much. So having this stud, potential stud come up was something to look forward to. And then, yeah, obviously the injury happened. But, yeah, we're all still excited for him. I mean, yeah, it's, no, it's going to be – I'm definitely excited. It's just I don't know if we could say our season was shot because he went down. Well, I mean <laughs> – Again, we you can't say enough good things about what Adrian Peterson did for this team this year. Yeah, unclear whether or not he'll be back. If he's not, you know, I'm not. It's not the end of the world. You don't pay him for what he's done. You pay him for what he's going to do. And you know, uh, running back on the north side of thirty, you have to be a little bit hesitant. But he really kept the Redskins relevant. I think in a lot of ways on offense this season. And he was the Redskins' offense for he, a lot. Of games. He really was, especially after the Alex Smith injury. They had to have a guy who could carry the rock and he had an absolute resurgence for them this year. I'm just so happy that it happened because we've had we tried with like Donovan McNabb, the DC area, which are with Michael Jordan for the Wizards, like having superstars come back and this is like the one that actually worked and it, I I loved it. Yeah, I'm really happy that he was able to come back like this. When thinking about guys, the thing f- that really kind of had me shook after he went down Chris Thompson did an interview at training camp where he was pretty much in tears. Like he was, he broke down and pretty much started crying in this interview, talking about how disappointed he was that the young kid went down, how excited he was going to, he was thinking about going into the season and like sort of having a thunder and lightning situation. And so when he was so sad, it was just like, all right, this is real. These guys are feeling it. They, Clearly had a lot of hopes, but when the guys in the locker room are showing their emotions like that, not to say they shouldn't, but at the same time, it's just like, all right, now there is a reason to be nervous. But I am thrilled to see that he is out there working out. He's able to be in a position to really make an impact this season. And it'll be fun to see if he can continue first to come back from that injury, but then also to be able to continue what he did in college. Absolutely. So any other thoughts as we... uh wind things down any any good uh, well we're all watching the super bowl together uh i have a thought what's your thought he- heads or tails what are you thinking heads or tails <laughs> Ooh, prop bets prop bets <laughs> no i was actually gonna mention that i hate social media workout posts do you i think Wait, they're where the, did this come from <laughs> Wait, i think they're the, there's guys uh, okay. i think they're the dumbest thing out there i mean like you can take an instagram post of all highlights and yeah he's gonna look like a beast but that doesn't translate to the field. Yeah. Well, we'll. Uh, I think we're looking forward to watching the Super Bowl. Hopefully, we're all wrong and we're here a week from now. And the Los Angeles Rams are Super Bowl champions. Oh, Sean McVay, yeah. former For Redskins him. coach, right. young Sean McVay, youngest coach ever. Let's do it. Is a Super Bowl ever. champion, and if he's to not, Super Bowl. Um, Head coach. then I'll have to edit this out. I know we keep on hyping this up. But we are actually finally getting set to launch this channel in earnest. We got three new hosts who are set to be on this feed. We got John Johnson, Denton Day, and Tiffany Hoyd, all of whom you're going to be able to hear in this feed. I'm really excited to introduce them to you. They were among a crop of tremendous candidates, and those three names are ones that you at Hogshaven are going to get to know and love. So keep an eye out for them. For uh, Chris Jones, for... Brian and Neil Hendricks and for Brian from Hogshaven thank you for tuning in this was Hogs Night a Portcast <laughs>